Hi, hello and welcome to Youth Updates, a regular drop of info to help keep you in the know when it comes to youth culture. Welcome to another episode of Youth Updates. Welcome to the March 2023 episode. Woohoo! You are listening to Hannah as usual. We also have Beth as usual. Yeah, we said that really weird. Um, (laughs) And we're also joined by uh, a guest this week who also works at Youth for Christ uh, head office. No way. What is your name, special guest? And what's something fun or your favorite color if you can't think of something fun on the spot because i just completely put you in it then <laughs> great yeah yay my name is rebecca yeah i also work at youth for christ uh, in the comms department my favorite color is green yes. the most interesting thing about me hmm, i have a cat who i'm training to be more like a dog yes. Ooh, can you just like how what does that look I'd like i'd love to teach her to sit roll over chase things she's learned to chase things she can Ooh. like I'll throw okay. a, a, like a feather at her and she'll kind of go and chase it and bring it back to me. That so is excellent. She, you know, yeah. she's almost dog-like. I know she's dogs that can't fetch. That's actually... Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. She's one up on them. Wow. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> My parents' cat can sit. They'll only do it for food, but they will yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to yeah. teach them yeah. like, yeah. You've got to find the right motivation with a cat. Yeah. 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 Their motivation is food. Food. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Never love or... Big yeah. time. Affection? Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, today we are going to be looking at three topics as per usual, and we're going to kick off looking at one that comes in the category of faith and spirituality. Now, if you have worked with young people or you know a young person, you'll know that big transitions in life, well, they're a big deal, basically. And that's why we've got Rebecca to come and chat with us today, um, because we're going to look at one of the biggest transitions that young people have, which is into becoming young adults and how the church caters to young adults and making that space for them. Um, and she's actually written a Grove booklet as well on this topic. Uh, what we is are the official... in the presence of an author. We are. Like, what is the official title of your Grove booklet? So I don't absolutely hash it up. No, it is how to engage emerging adults in church. So it was based mm. on my dissertation, which was uh, of the same title. Um, and then I decided to then write it into a published Grove book. Amazing. And um, if you want to find out how to get that, we'll put a link on the blog page, yfc.co.uk forward slash youth updates. Go to the latest episode. And the link will be there. But anyway, we would love just to chat to you a little bit about that and sort of, I guess, share some of your wisdom. So Hannah, I guess you've got a question, haven't you? Yeah, a few little questions for you. So in your experience and from your research, what's it like to be a young adult in church? Um, Are there even many young adults in church? Yeah. Let us know what your experience and your research is. Yeah. So there are definitely statistics to say that there are young adults in church. It's just that they are definitely a minority. There are young people in church and then young adults tend to like drop off and then perhaps come back in their later years. And from my experience, I found it quite hard to find my own place within that. I found that there are groups for um, toddlers, for kids, for young adults, for, sorry, for young people. Mm. And then you get to young adults and suddenly there isn't really anything for you. Mm. Um, if and when you decide to have a family, there are then toddler groups for you, parent groups, um, messy church perhaps. And then mm. um, there are um, kind of parent-led groups um, and retirement mm-hmm. groups but then there's not a lot of space for specifically young adults mm-hmm. 
definitely yeah definitely. amazing <laughs> and i guess like, what are some of the key themes that came up when you were exploring this topic like what were some of the main things that came out of this yeah so i'd say there's four main themes um the first one is attraction mm-hmm. um so there's this whole conversation whether about whether it's okay to be attracted to a church and there's loads of different you know avenues you can go down that my opinion is that as long as your model is jesus centered as long as jesus mm-hmm. is at the center it doesn't really matter whether young people and young adults and anyone comes to faith through mm. the big lights um so attraction is around like the aesthetics of things um relevance songs um authentic preachers authentic leadership that kind of thing mm. um then you've got community so that's grown through um small groups the idea that you belong before you believe um mm. then you've got critical mass which is a difficult one because it's like um how do you engage and attract young adults while you need critical mass so you need young adults so it kind of puts you in a bit of a circle a bit of a difficult position um but one of the ways to do that is by getting involved in um freshers events so inviting yourself to see you events um getting involved on social media and then following on from that kind of is intentionality so um young adult pastors or the main pastors of a church or um youth pastors really being intentional and taking responsibility with these with this group um and that might be through like changing your language in preachers so Mm. um perhaps instead of saying tomorrow when you go back to work say tomorrow when you go to college and not Mm. just having references from like the 80s still staying authentic but knowing that your audience aren't all born 80s and and before so kind of just changing your language (laughs) a little bit in there it's just being intentional I think Mm, yeah definitely um so then what do you think churches can be doing um to attract and engage young adults if you know that's something that they want to move into how can they Mm. do that yeah I think the first part is intentionality and Mm. taking responsibility Mm. for it so it is like the small language changes which really don't take much to do it's literally just changing a little bit in your talk um Mm. I think it's also about knowing your locality so if you are in a city that has a university then again inviting yourself to freshers events um uni cu kind of uh conversations um getting involved on social media you don't have to be like a marketing guru to set up a page and um, mm. kind of follow some young adults and see where see where they're at, be in the place that young people are at. Um, yeah, I think it's really up to you how big or small you mm. take it, but there are lots of small, simple things that you can do to start it off, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I remember um, when I was on uh, a gap year and we were in, um, it was in a city where there were a couple of unis and we went and did some some fresher stuff. And one of the things that we were doing was giving out tins of beans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which yes. just sounds really weird but it's also super um, cheap like it's such an yeah. easy way to get in what do uni freshers want they beans they need beans, Great. beans they want Jesus. Food yeah. free yeah. food yeah <laughs> yeah literally so we were like giving out beans and giving out leaflets and yeah it was it was a good time and it, it, it does help to, to get yeah. out there and engage with yeah. young adults definitely yeah. and I think it's one of those things that you talk about like things like the accessible language yeah. and I think I like I'm like so you know past the young adult period now but I think I remember going to churches and sometimes like all the stories would be a reference to like oh so you know in your marriage when your husband or your wife does this or yeah. oh you know when your kids do this and it was like well no actually I, don't I, know. I understand <laughs> when a speaker uses references from their own life and so you know you're not expecting them to not talk about this but when every single message is always mm. those examples mm. or a reference to those things it, yeah it yeah, can be sure. really interesting yeah and I think it's it's just interesting is it because so many churches have provision for young people but then 
what do they do when they turn 18 yeah, other than just sure. go have fun in the main church guys yeah, like, bye. <laughs> see you later <laughs> yeah, see ya. yeah. Um, good luck yeah so yeah it's it is such a big thing isn't it um i guess like is there any anything else you want to share on this like what else you know yeah do you think that our wonderful listeners should hear <laughs> i guess um i think it's really easy to be fearful of this group it's really easy to think like i don't know what to do i can't mm-hmm. do it all and like i said i think it's like you can start small um and and really get somewhere it's really about working out where you can begin uh you don't have to be in this massive huge church that's right next to a university and you don't have to have loads of people and loads of resources and money i really think there are little things that you can be doing that just Mm. are simple changes to get started in this conversation and to help young adults feel like they have a place in church yeah amazing well thank you so much thank and, you and um, for you guys yeah. listening i hope that has sort of whetted your appetite for maybe having a little look at the grove booklet um hannah is laughing at me as i just <laughs> oh, used that phrase that was just funny it was i the felt way like my dad well. when i said it as well yeah, yeah um great. but yeah i think it's such a big topic and um, we'll put that link like we said onto the page where the blog goes but we are going to move into our next couple of topics and rebecca's going to stick around with us as Yay. well which is very nice and um, so the next one falls under the category of digital world And we are going to be thinking about TikTok. So TikTok has put several things in place to help safeguard under 18s that use their apps. And they have recently, uh, this month, which is March, announced some new features as well to do with teen and family controls. So one of the things that they are bringing in, um, and this is actually a quote from their website, says, in the coming weeks, every account belonging to a user below age 18 will automatically be set to a 60-minute daily screen time limit. Now, if you're listening to this and you're still not sure what TikTok is, um, it's a social media app with loads of short form videos. So essentially what they're saying is that when you get to 60 minutes, there's going to be a limit. However, when looking into the limit, the website does say that when the limit is reached, teens will be prompted to enter a passcode in in order to keep watching, requiring them to make an active decision to extend the time. So they it won't be banning them from watching yeah. it, but it will require an extra step. So I guess their hope is that that effort will like snap them out of their continual scroll so that they think about what they're doing i guess um but i hadn't realized how many pre-existing settings tiktok had actually got in place which i guess are good to know but um those aged 13 to 15 have their account set private by default um direct messaging is only available to those 16 and older and to host a live you've got to be 18 now obviously sometimes young people will make up their ages slightly but as a general thing the app will pick up what age you are and put those things in place which i actually think is quite good actually because other platforms don't have anything like this they just have open access to the entire platform yeah it's it's kind of like yeah deciding that that this platform is maybe gonna gonna try and be a bit more forward on Mm. the on those settings from the beginning which is yeah pretty i was reading through them and i I was fairly impressed to be fair i thought yeah that sounds pretty good and there's also some um features as well if you are a parent to a young person or you are in contact with parents these are actually really helpful things so they're adding some new features to the family pairing with the app and one of them is being able to set screen limits on how long your under 18 can be on the app but also you can tweak it so you can allow them to have longer on the weekends or in the summer holidays so it's actually quite flexible which will be really good um having a shared screen time dashboard so you can see how long they've been on the app how many times they've picked it up etc if you think you know they're getting a bit addicted to it for example um and so they're adding those things already and also the ability for you as a parent or guardian 
children to be able to mute notifications so you can stop them from getting them during school hours and that. And this also ties into something else that TikTok already does, which I think is pretty good, where those aged 13 to 15 will automatically not receive any notifications after 9pm and those aged 16 to 17 don't get them from 10pm. And this is something the app already does, which I didn't know. That's so good, yeah. They're like, that's actually like, they've thought about those. I think it works out well for them as well because they show themselves to be... um, to be a company that that is paving the way in this and i think that makes people want to download the app mm-hmm. even more so it works out well for them i think yeah definitely i think it'd be interesting to sort of talk to young people as well and try and figure out whether it's like this is something that helps them or whether they're like oh yeah well i just sign up and say that i'm like 19 to get around it yeah. <laughs> or if they find it annoying that they have to keep typing in their password yeah. they're like oh yeah whatever i just type it in and then keep going for a few hours yeah literally because i guess as a company as well tiktok's there like they don't want to eliminate one of their big audiences because they need to function as a business. But then they've also kind of got a duty to safeguard them. So, mm. but yeah, it's a little bit of news on TikTok there. Great. So moving on to our last topic for this podcast, and then we're going to do our word of the month, which I'm so- sure Rebecca is so excited about. Um, this is from uh, trends. So from things going on kind of at the moment. Um and we're chatting about Prime, not Amazon Prime, but Prime the drink. Have, have you ever I did that? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you for that noise, Beth. Um, <laughs> have you ever tried Prime, Beth? I haven't. I have seen the spaces it's meant to be on in the shelves, yep. and I've seen it online. And it's not there. And is I it? know lots of young people who've had it. Rebecca? I have not. Yeah, I have never had it either, but I have seen the hype around it on TikTok. Yes. Mm. Ah, there mm. we go. Tying in two of our yeah. topics today. Mm. How exciting. Um, I also haven't had it because I can't find it. Um, and we were like, oh, let's try some for the podcast. And yeah, it's still really difficult to find. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, so if you have no idea what we're going on about, um, it's a new drink uh, with lots of different flavours created by two YouTubers called KSI and Logan Paul. Um, the bio on their website says this to describe it. We created Prime to showcase what happens when rivals come together as brothers and business partners to fill the void where great taste meets function. We dropped our first product, Prime Hydration, in 2022, and since then we've continued to work countless hours to expanding retailers, reach new markets, and formulate new products we know you'll love. We've been humbled by the process of creating a real brand and surpassing some of the biggest beverage companies in the world. As underdogs, we always cherish the opportunities to show the world what's possible. Now, this is... This is slightly cheesy. Now that we're both fighting for the same team, we truly believe the sky's the limit. Now, that makes sense because they are YouTubers who um, have been doing, like, fights. And Mm. if you've ever seen that... um, KSI versus Logan Paul. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what that's referencing to. Um, Also, can I just say... Yes. How can you say we have surpassed some of the biggest beverage companies in the world and your next words be as underdogs? Mm. Yeah. Like, you've... (laughs) you're you're successful you're doing well (laughs) Um, so we kind of brushed on it but the thing that's unusual about prime is how difficult it's been to actually get your hands on some um so we checked their website today it's all sold out online um it's sold out really quickly um in shops whenever it kind of gets restocked um with some people then even kind of like buying it and reselling it almost like you know when you you're desperate for uh, concert tickets yeah and it's like people like resell them at a higher price it's it's like that 
um there was a there was a shop in wakefield in november yeah in november and this made the news because they were selling it for 20 pounds a bottle 20 pounds yeah a bottle yes and people still bought them um there's even a section for verifying your prime it says so checking that you actually have a genuine bottle and not a fake bottle um and kind of when we were mentioning that we were going to talk about this on the podcast, we were kind of trying to garner a bit of reaction in the office. Um, and one of our like colleagues summed it up really well, actually, because he described it when he said it's almost like merch. It's almost like mm. a collectible, even though it's like a consumable yeah. product and it's like perishable. It's still almost like a collectible. Um, and some people are keeping the bottles, keeping the packaging. Even that seems to have a value as well. So you might have seen some of your young people drinking it you might have seen them wanting to get their hands on it and not able to um but yeah it's just an interesting thing to kind of think about how crazy popular a drinks brand can be just because it was kind of made by some celebrities and well-known people and it's like particularly popular with under 18s yeah that's the demographic that's like even though even though does it say some of them are like not supposed to be sold to under 18s well yeah because i think they've got two they've got hydration drinks and energy drinks and i think the hydration ones it kind of sounds they're a little bit like the lucasade sport but not Mm -hmm. but then the energy drinks it's got like the whole like do not have if you're under 18 but then it's also like but your main demographic is made up of a lot of under 18 so do you think it could be repeatable do you think other like influencers could take on this kind of thing and create Mm. their own drink or their own merchandise and sell it for an extortionate price and young people would still go crazy over it i reckon for the right people yeah and i think it's demand and supply isn't it because actually if you think about it so it's sold out and i'm i'm like you know i'm not sure 100 percent, but i'm like 99 percent sure that they're probably doing small batches to create hype around yeah. it so that it's sold out so that mm. then when you finally get it it creates more of a hype and people will pay more for it but even if you think like several years ago when um kylie jenner had the kylie lip kits oh, yeah. and they were only in a limited number online they and were, people went mad yeah, for them yeah. counterfeits were being made of them as well yeah. people were like is it real is it fake like how to tell if it's a fake one or not wow yeah yeah Yeah, that was huge actually influencer power is yeah unreal yeah and this is in other generations too like i was thinking about um like you know jeremy clarkson opening up his like farm shop and there's like Mm. queues all down the road to get eggs do you know what i mean you know know, unique products yeah and i know i know it might be nice because it's from a farm but you know it's this thing of of celebrities moving into the like consumables market or moving into like different markets and making different things that's a really interesting yeah. question Rebecca. this yeah. isn't just any chicken <laughs> this is a jeremy clarkson chicken <laughs> <laughs> like amazing <laughs> yeah pa- it's power of the online influences yeah. isn't it yeah. it's it, we see it happen again and again and again um and even i get this is slightly off topic but even if you think of things like big events such as like the met gala the oscars etc less traditional celebrities are being invited and you see more and more people from tiktok youtube amelia de moldenberg was there who does the shop dates Mm. um she was there and people were a bit like why is she there but like actually she's yeah, and has a huge following now yeah, from just inviting following. celebrities to a chicken shop yeah. of all places. Yeah, so I think, yeah, it's just, it ties into so much, doesn't it? Like, yeah. just mm. culture-wise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- those are our three topics. We've reached the big moment. We have reached a big moment. Um, so this is not a question to catch you out, Rebecca. Have you listened to our podcast before? I have. 
And so Ooh, are you aware of what is about to happen? I am and I'm very excited for it. <laughs> are you, you going to join fan. in singing? Are you going to do mm, that something? That might be pushing it. You, even a rap? No. A hum? Maybe? Maybe you, you, Not you on your own. We're going to do something Okay, too. maybe. We'll be maybe, loud. maybe yeah, okay, great. Maybe okay, you can like great. do a clap at the end or something. Oh, yeah, that'd well. be fun. Oh, or like, like a, a little snap. Woo! Yeah, nice. Okay. Okay, great. So for those of you, you who've not listened to, <laughs> <laughs> those of you who've not listened to the podcast before, we've got Word of the Month where we tell you a word that is in popular circulation online or in real life amongst young people and we tell you what that word means and give you a cheeky little example. Yeah. Our jingle changes every single time we do the podcast. There's no official jingle. So we kind of count ourselves in from three and then we just make up the jingle. So I'll count us in and then we'll go three two one word word word, word, word is word the word of the, the month. month we went really similar <laughs> word <laughs> i went word 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 it's the word of the month uh, i just I'm added just a gonna... bit of humming for you though. yeah i really yeah, enjoyed that it. was lovely yeah, I really right enjoyed well it. is I'll... there a b in here like <laughs> let's just move on so our word of the month is riz Sounds a bit like buzz. It is riz. riz. <laughs> but yes, this word. So some people think it stemmed from the word charisma um, because charisma. See what I did there. Um, and essentially it's a slang term for having skill in charming a romantic partner Ooh. and kind of having that charisma. Um, it's often used in the context of men or boys pursuing women or girls but not always but it's kind of to do with like i guess yeah that charisma around ability to attract a romantic partner so for example a context could be someone saying kieran's got serious riz meaning he's really like you know he's playing the game well or it could be like harry styles's riz is impeccable Hmm. which some would agree it is some may agree um but also it can be used as a verb so for example if i successfully flirted with someone i could say i rizzed them up that sounds wow. hilarious. I mean, clearly I'm not the kind of person who should be saying these things. <laughs> I'm like, I said, I rizzed them up. It was very posh. Beth, um, your riz is impeccable. But this is, it's <laughs> in a major circulation online and I'm hearing it slowly come into sort of the verbal vernacular of young people. But if you just search for the hashtag on TikTok, hashtag riz, there's currently 8.7 billion views under wow. that hashtag, which shows that it's exploding as a term. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the word of the month. Lovely. Um, we have come to the end of our podcast. We are really glad that Rebecca has joined us. Thanks so much for having me. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened along. Uh, make sure you follow us on social medias and follow our podcast so that you can know when the next one comes out. And we will see you next month. Bye. 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 Goodbye.